All right, what's your question today? Dr. Randy, we're continuing from our Intentional Living studio, taking calls, questions uh, about the power of one thing in, in terms of, you know, if you had well, if you have someone just to ask some questions, I'm, I'm glad to do that um, and help you think about a decision you're trying to make, an issue you're facing, a challenge in your life. And uh, you're welcome to share your question on our storyline. we got calls already lined up today uh, that we're going to share, but I'd love to hear yours for a future show. Just call 888 is the phone number. And those on the line, hang on. Uh, Samantha and Tracy and Adrian and others will get to you in just a moment. Uh, with your questions in our studio here today live. But uh, one of the things we do get, people do share on our comment line. I feel like, hey, listen, I don't want to ignore your questions when they come in because they're they're really good. In fact, here's one that, that came in uh, that has to do with an ex-spouse. Uh, many of you would relate to this. Take a listen. Yeah, Randy, I'd like to uh, ask you to address a uh, situation. My wife left me after uh, 22 years of marriage, three kids. Two of them small right now, and even though I was as, probably as unhappy as she was in the marriage, I didn't want it because I believe that um, marriage is a covenant between us and God, and was committed to that. The question I have is about forgiveness. She married uh, a lifelong best friend of mine of 33 years. Those two uh, are under the uh, impression that uh, it was God's will for them to uh, leave me behind and then marry each other and uh, take my two kids. I'm having a hard time forgiving them and don't know what my responsibility to God is in this situation. So I'd appreciate you commenting on the air about that. Thanks. Bye. If that evokes some emotion in your life, you know, because maybe you relate. And of course, we're hearing his side of what's happening here. But I will tell you this. Uh, I don't, I've never read anywhere in scripture where it's God's will for someone to pull someone's spouse away and take their kids. Now, uh, from the standpoint of saying, hey, uh, i got a problem in my marriage, got to deal with issues, I understand that. But the question you're asking is how I deal with forgiveness after that kind of thing happens. It hurts in your life. Um, and by the way, I was, I was thinking as you were talking about a passage in Psalm 55 where we have uh, the psalmist David talking about being hurt because we all get hurt in life, right? There's people that hurt us, offend us, but this was a special friendship where he got hurt. And there's something about being hurt or damaged emotionally, relationally, even spiritually in these most intimate of relationships in marriage that have consequences. Listen to what David says. He says, if an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide but it is you, it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship. And it, it, it just stung right to the core in David's life. And so I would say to, to each of us, if you've been hurt, the closer, the more intimate of the relationship, the more pain you're going to experience. That makes sense? Yeah. But here's what I would add. If you don't get to a place of being able to move on in your life and forgive, you're only going to end up hurting yourself long-term. You're not hurting another person. Now, you, you, you understand that and you're wrestling with it. 
I think you got to get back to this thing of taking captive every thought out of obedience to Christ, telling yourself the truth, not beating yourself up, forgiving yourself maybe for the errors that you made, the things you've done in your life. And if, if you even need to take responsibility for something, you do so. But, um, you know, I, I wrote a book along with my friend Kevin Lehman on childhood memories, and I wrote a section that says, we don't forgive and forget, we forgive and remember. We forgive and remember what God has done uh, in allowing us to get to a place of moving on and forgiving. Because you don't forget, you can't forget something like that. I mean, that's a reality. I mean, it's silly to say, I'm going to forgive and forget. You don't forget. But you do ask God to give you a new mind, a new heart, and freshness as you move forward. Because those of you who have been hurt in marriage and divorce, you know how painful that can be to drag those things into the future. All right, uh, let's get to the calls coming in here in the studio. Uh, you're welcome to share your comment with us at 888 Let me go to Samantha in Texas. Um, welcome to the show today. Samantha, how you doing? Good. How about you? Good. What's your question? Okay, so <clears throat> is it bad to search or to expect for a sign at all times. You mean a sign meaning like a fleece or a some indication from God before you move? Yes. Give me an example of what you're struggling, you know, why you asked that. Um, there, here's one topic, but it's just for in my life, it's random things that for everything, literally okay. everything. Well, give me an example. Um, so, um, spot me going out this morning to, um, get a job um i ran into uh, a deacon that i used to work with mm -hmm. uh, at another job at this job that i had an interview at and um he immediately asked me where am i working and i tell him um well i'm fixing to go into an interview so it immediately turns into prayer of doors opening and we end the prayer and then um one thing i do let the manager or the lady know in my interview is hey um on sundays if you do hire me uh, in the morning, I'll work morning. But if you can rotate it that way, I can't because I do attend service. And mm -hmm. her response was, you know, I attend service as well. So she understood me. And with that being said, she was like, I won't even schedule schedule you for Sunday morning. Okay. So uh, I get quite a, quite a bit of that just through my daily um, lot, like through my daily lives of doing things. Do you, do you find this, do you find this to be, a little obsessive in your life? Uh, you know what? I, it can be for me at yeah. times. All right. <laughs> so you doubt things, you question things. You, are you constantly questioning decisions and so on? Yes. My husband could probably tell me that I'm really indecisive. You're indecisive? Or decisive, yes. He's yeah. So, so you make a decision and you want, you're not sure it's right. And you, do you worry a lot? Yes. Do you have anxiety? I've never, I guess you could say that. I've never been, had anybody tell me, hey, you have anxiety. But yeah, I could probably fall under that. Does category. your mind race a lot? I mean, does your mind get going and it's hard to shut it down? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I could just be doing my hair for the day and my mind's thinking about something. And yes, constantly. And it turns to worry? It can, yeah, to yeah. where, um, well, you know, again, we're about one thing here. 
today, um, Samantha, and I, I would say a couple things. One is God, the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. And I tell people whenever you're confused, that ain't from God. And so if it's not from God, where's it coming from? It can either come from ourselves because we have some issues. Maybe, maybe in your case, you have some obsessive thinking issues you need to deal with. Maybe talking to a counselor to, you know, take captive your thoughts. Or sometimes it can be spiritual too. Um, Satan is our enemy and he'd love to accentuate uh, when our thinking gets um, messed up. Now, to answer your question, yeah, God does speak to us and God does direct and he does use things in our life. Uh, but we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit speaking to us. But I will tell you this, every move throughout the day, you know, I look in the mirror and I don't like my hair and that's a sign that I should, I, I don't believe God speaks to us that way. I think God is, is clear um, when we're close to him. He gives us um, the clarity, I think, through our decisions and when we're feeling that unsettledness and we're getting good counsel because the Bible says there's wisdom and good counseling, uh, th then it, it can help clarify decisions. But God is not the author of confusion. You don't have a decision one day and then the next day, um, you know, it's changed and going another. God doesn't operate that way. In fact, the scripture tells us we got to be careful not having a double-mindedness where we're going in two different directions, spiritually or otherwise in our life. So here's, here's what I'd recommend, uh, Samantha, you pray about and maybe act on is, first of all, you're aware that this can create worry and maybe your husband's going to give you the best insight because it sounds like he's aware of this um, and maybe he would agree. I would find someone you could talk to about this. I would find a counselor, a Christian counselor, that you could sit down and just say, hey, I, I, my mind is just going quickly, and I'm thinking about things. Sometimes it overtakes my life, and, um, and I'd like to talk about it and see if someone could help you think through some of these, uh, these uh, thinking patterns that you get into. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Have you, ever, have you ever done that? Have you ever talked to someone about this other than here today? Um, no. I've always... I've heard, I mean, listening to you tell me this, I've watched um, a video on, uh, I like to watch a lot of videos with speaking from the Bible, mm -hmm. and it's something I've already heard probably about a week ago talking about being double-minded, and I just feel like hearing you, or me asking this question to you, it's just, you know, confirmation with, mm -hmm. you know, we can't just say one thing and then the next day it changes up. Yeah, so, yeah, God doesn't operate that way, and... and you're a sensitive soul. God's wired you. I think it's a powerful way to have sensitivity and awareness, but sometimes that can overtake our lives and it becomes an obsession in our life. Would your husband agree that maybe you should talk to someone, do you think? I mean, would he give you that kind of feedback? He knows you best. Yeah, he probably would once I bring it up to his attention of how I spoke with you. And I mean, I don't think he would say no. I mean, he sees the, the problem as well. He's brought to my attention. Mm. Well, Many people will be praying for you. We Can I pray for you too? Oh yeah, most definitely. Lord, I do pray for Samantha. She's your child. And um, sometimes uh, we all need a little help and some clarity. I pray you'll be close to her, minister to her. Use that tender spirit and uh, attitude of really wanting to find your will. Um, but to put it in a perspective where it helps her live that intentional, joy-filled, joy victorious life. And uh, we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Samantha. You know, we talk about hijack. I wrote a book called Hijacked Emotions, and Satan loves to use 
he'll use whatever. If we tend to have an anger issue, he'll use that to his, his benefit and to our disadvantage. Um, if we're a worry wart, he'll use that to his advantage. If we're obsessive in our thoughts, he'll use that. And that's why getting into uh, some, sometimes it's spiritual issue. And sometimes, frankly, we just need some good counseling to be able to work through some of these issues. Let's take a break, right? We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Are you overwhelmed by the uncertainty of life? For many, uncertainty can lead to fear and unhealthy life habits. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living When You're Sick and Tired, you'll learn about the Apostle Paul's work with a church that exhausted and overwhelmed him and his commitment to walk by faith. When you give right now, we'll send you this teaching and we'll toss in God Hears and Answers, a book by Dr. Randy on developing a vibrant prayer life that will grow your faith and confidence in God during times of uncertainty. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive the teaching and the book, call 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. When you go there, listen, we'd love to have you sign up, be a part of Intentional Living. God Hears and Answers Prayer, the book that'll be a help to you. Uh, and of course, our monthly teaching every month coming your way from our Intentional Living Center, our mentoring center, uh, both uh, by email, which means a video and audio will be emailed right to you. And then some of you still receive the CDs, which is fine. A few of you. Used to be the way we'd send them, right? Way back, it was, remember, cassette tapes? Remember those, Jennifer? Yeah, they were going around, little cassette tapes. I'm not all the way back to 8-track yet, but anyway. Thank goodness. We're, we're, we're up to date here. <laughs> but they'll be sent digitally to your email. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. All right. Questions today, Tracy. Hi there. Appreciate your call. What, what's your question for me today, Tracy? Hello, Tracy, are you there? Okay, I guess um, we'll see if we can get back to Tracy. Maybe we got a little phone uh, disconnect. All right, I'll tell you what. We got a lot of questions that have come in on our comment line that we can get to. Um, let's go, let me see, next, uh, let's go to this. Oh, blended family question that came in. Go right ahead. Hi, my name is Marvel. My husband and I have been married 27 years, and we have a blended family. He has four children, and I have four children, and they're all about the same age. My problem is they're all grown and out on their own, except that they often, especially his, will come back for help, financial help, or uh, one of them has moved in a time or two, and I don't know how to get him to say no. I, I'm pretty much one that can say no, but trying to get him to back me up on saying no is also a problem. So how do we say no to financial help to these 40-plus-year-old children and also to either buying or giving them vehicles? Thank you for your comments. Well, I think the key to that question was when you said it was his kids. It was his kids, not, not ours, and so... 
you see it differently than he does. And uh, I don't know, I haven't talked to your husband, but I wouldn't be surprised. He's had patterns of behavior with his son, his children, and maybe some out of guilt through previous marriage or whatever uh, that he brought into your relationship. So you have the classic of what we talk about in intentional living when an expectation doesn't meet reality and then there's disappointment or frustration. And so your expectation is, hey, you're an adult, you're on your own, make it work, uh, quit coming back, draining our cash flow. <laughs> you're a big boy. My kids are doing that, mine versus his, you know. Um, and so it's creating a marital problem. One thing, intentional living, one thing, sit down with your husband, away from the kids. Say, we got a problem here. We need to work it out. It's your kids. I want to support you. I'm here to help you be successful. Here's what I'm concerned about. Um, I'd like to understand how we're going to handle this. In other words, we're going to come to some agreement. It may be a compromise between the two of you, some dates that might be put into place, some limited involvement that's going to be put into place. What I hear is he's just got a kind of an open-ended checkbook here. Whenever there's a need, he's writing it. One thing, you and your husband do not allow this to become a division in your marriage. Satan will use this to damage your relationships, your relationship. And so you and your husband need to come to an agreement, even if you put it in writing, whatever it's going to be, a policy for all the kids. So everybody's under the same umbrella, yours and his, now ours. We're going to have the same policy. And uh, come to an agreement and then live by it. Okay? I hope that helps. I know that can be really difficult. Okay, let me go to Adrian, who's on the line in Iowa. Hi, Adrian. Appreciate your call today. How can I help? What's your question? Hey, how's it going? Okay. Uh, how's it going, Doc? Good. Um, my, my question today is um, uh, a few years back, I would probably say a total of four or five years, um, you know, I decided to um, find, you know, different ways to build a closer relationship with uh, Jesus and and I would bring in the, the new year, like January 1st, uh, you know, my hands and knees and, and, and praying um, um, before bedtime. And I have started that every day of the year without missing uh, a night of uh, bending knees and praying to the Lord uh, and uh, asking him for forgiveness of my sins and things like that. Mm-hmm. So for 360 365 days in a year, I have not missed a night, and I continue that uh, for the past five years. And and I, I guess I uh, caught the attention of everything in the supernatural realm, and uh, and I actually was uh, uh, was challenged by Satan. Uh, it's kind of like the story of uh, uh, Job when. Uh, Satan tried Job and everything like that when he told God and by losing everything and, and things like that. And in the end, you know, regaining things and more, you know, with the grace of God. And, uh, well, well, let me ask you, Adrian, how do you feel Satan is attacking you? Uh, because of the relationship, the, the closest, the relationship, I'm closer than to Jesus Christ in the relationship spiritual-wise now right. than I ever have been. All right. And so he's attacking you because of your proximity and your relationship with Christ. How is he attacking you? 
uh, attacking me such as, uh, well, he, uh, he don't want me to pray. And I enjoy praying because it oh. brings joy to my heart. And, uh, and it's just the, the, if, uh, he's the, uh, the prince of the air. So I would say he would probably use people, uh, to do his evil works or. Do you or feel things, discouraged? Uh, uh, no, I feel as though, um, <clears throat> I would uh, say to myself, uh, you know, greater is he and me than he does right. in the world. Uh-huh. And to make sure not only I hear it, as well as anything uh, that's uh, affiliated with Satan would hear it as well. I, that would give me confidence. And, and uh, to, so are, uh, are you feeling like you've lost confidence in your relationship with Christ? Are, are you doubting? No, I, I believe, uh, uh, you know, the only spiritual, you know, weapon that I have is prayer. And uh-huh. Well, you're doing um, all the right I, things. I'm not quite clear how you're feeling attacked. Is it, is it just your schedule, or is it an emotional thing you're feeling, or spirit in your spirit, well, or what? Well, it would be, uh, it would be uh, all of the above. I, I, you know, to put fear in me, oh, uh, like fear. Okay. fear God, yeah, that's like one thing. Is like put the fear, in, and God didn't give us a spirit of fear. That's right. And 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 I and I fight with that as well as any other. Um, you know, tricks that they right. have. Let, let me ask you, Adrian, because I'm I'm going to run out of time here pretty soon. Do you have a do you have a do you have a group? Are you with a bunch of men? Are you in a fellowship? Or do you have support? Or are you kind of on your own? I I have like just uh, a four person uh, support uh, uh, here, but it's it's not because the the denomination here is uh is, is uh, predominantly Catholic. But I mean, are you involved in what I'm asking is, are you involved with a Bible study? Are you involved in a Bible teaching, believing church? Do you have men around you that are accountable? You're getting with on a regular basis. Are you kind of a little more well, just drifting a little bit? Well, I'm, I'm actually, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm actually looking for uh, uh, a Bible believing church that, uh, you know, okay. uh, reached uh, out the Bible. All right. Well, let, let me jump in because I'm we're going to run out of time, and I and I I really need to to challenge you, Adrian, with one thing. I think we I think we hear it. I got it. Um, listen, Satan is our enemy. It says in in Peter we say that he is like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. We're we're told in Ephesians chapter six that we're to put on the whole armor of God that uh, we can resist the this, the devil. In fact, I've just got a lesson that's coming out on how to resist Satan. Uh, because we can we can be overwhelmed with threat. In fact, that's my lesson. In fact, if we can do this, Stephen, if we can get his address, uh, I know we send this out to our members, but send him the lesson that I just recorded on how intentional living can help us when we're feeling a threat in our life. Because this, the scripture is very clear that we are to resist Satan and he will flee from us. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, the scripture says, but a against the darkness and the principalities in dark places. And then Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, a word to put on the whole armor of God, um, and that's a very defensive thing. We're preparing for that. So just I want to share, share something with you. I hope it will be a help, Adrian. Number one, you need to be in a fellowship. Find a Bible-believing, teaching church and be in a fellowship with other men where you're in Bible study and you're sharing and praying. That's going to be huge for you, huge. And then secondly, I want you to get this lesson that I'm sending to you from our center here and listen to it. 
because it lays out specifically when we're feeling threatened in life, specifically uh, Satan and otherwise in our own life, what do we do in the scripture behind it? I'm going to get both of these to you. I hope they'll be, be a help to you. Okay? Stephen will get your address. Hang on. He says in 2 Corinthians 1.8, to the people of Corinth, for this church that he was going to rebuke in a sense, to really call them to account of his apostleship, and, and he's going back to sharing the gospel, the truth of the gospel and the power of the gospel. He says, for we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even to life. He was sick and tired. That's the lesson this month, intentional living when you're sick and tired. Next month, as I mentioned, is going to be on the topic of what does the Bible teach about intentional living when you feel the threats in the world today? We've got universal threats from what's happening in the world. Let's face it, with China and Ukraine and the world and the finances and COVID, I don't want to discourage any more than that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. To the violence in the streets of our country. To the personal things that we do have some control over, the three-foot rule, as I call it, within three feet, my emotions, my thinking, my reaction in life. There are threats to your family, to safety, to emotional safety and spiritual safety in your family. And the lesson coming up next month is how do you deal with threats uh, in your personal and family life? And so be watching for that. If you're not a member Hey, come and be a part of this. We need your help, frankly. We need your support. We're listener-supported. You help us carry on. Thank you for that. Current members, thank you. New members, come and join us. Be on the journey. Go to theintentionallife.com. Click on the little donate icon or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888 And we do have the uh, this small book called God Hears and Answers Prayer, How Prayer Empowers Your Relationships which includes 30 days of intentional prayer. And uh, I'm showing this to our Facebook friends. I'd be happy to get this to you. Uh, and can I just say to our Facebook friends, uh, you can play a big role in the ministry in a, in a simple way. Just share some things, uh, something you hear, or something that's said. Share it with your, your friends and invite them to tune in. Send the link to them so they can listen to the podcast uh, or the radio program. Uh, again, thank you for doing that. Uh, one minute, one minute left. Is that what you tell me? One minute. We're about out of time. Uh, I just want to remind you here at the end of the week, technically, technically, uh, we're opening the promotion for the upcoming love your marriage date nights next week. And I've been kind of a bad boy this week <laughs> mentioning it. Uh, I get ahead of myself and gets me in trouble sometimes. But anyway, uh, we're going to be at the Jackson Nazarene Church on April, that's Thursday night, April 20th, for an intentional love marriage date night. I'm going to be teaching. We have our resources there. We have a great fun time and some really practical things to help you engage your head, heart, and hand in your marriage for growing intimacy, closeness, and oneness in your relationship. And then Friday night up the road in Mount Pleasant at the uh, Community Church, uh, Mount Pleasant Campus. Uh, and I got the word a couple days ago we're over 30% already sold out uh, and we don't even officially start the promotion until next week so anyway if uh, you don't have your tickets I hope you will get them come and uh, bring some friends with you I promise it'll be a fun night a practical night go to theintentionallife.com 
I'm Dr. Randy for Jennifer and Stephen and Gino. God bless you. We'll see you next time from the Intentional Living Center.